You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. Before we get into today's episode, here's a quick shout out to Printful, our sponsor. With Printful, you can create your brand, put your designs on custom products, and make a lasting impression. Find the right way to showcase your designs in their catalog of over 290 high-quality products, from apparel and accessories to home and living items and so much more. Just connect your store, design your pieces, and Printful will automatically print and ship them to your customers as soon as they place an order. You can experiment with new designs and products quickly and without having to stock up on inventory, which saves valuable time and money. There are no order minimums, so you won't get stuck with unsold products and you only pay when you order. Get started today at printful.com. So this year we saw so many new brands create a newfound fan fervor, as I like to call it, and different brands rising to the top. So hands down, one of those for me is Money Bites. I feel like every single week I see a friend or a family member or someone I follow on Twitter posting about their unboxing, how quickly that person chows down a package, or just how excited they are for a new Muddy Bites flavor to drop. So I'm excited to be here today with Jared Steffes, co-founder of Muddy Bites. So Jared, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, excited to jump into some stuff today. Yeah, there's so much to jump into. But before we do that, let's start with like the high level. Tell us about you know how you started the business and the story behind the brand. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of got the idea back in 2018 and really late 2018. Really the idea was, you know, my wife was eating or my girlfriend time now wife, she was eating a Sunday cone and she gave me the bottom part. And I literally just sat there. I was like, does anybody sell just the bottom part? Almost like a light bulb came above my head and uh, quickly went online. I was like, okay, nobody's really selling this. And I was thought to myself, like, why not me? And so, you know, at the time I had some previous e-com experience, but it had nothing in kind of like CPG and like retail and all that stuff. And so I hit up Tyler, who actually gra- graduated high school with my wife. He started a previous barbecue sauce company. So he had a little bit of CPG and retail experience. I was like, hey, I've got this idea. What do you think? And um, he said yes within 30 seconds. And from there, it was like, okay, how do we how do we produce these? How do we get these in front of customers? You know, we love the idea, but do other consumers love the idea? And so our kind of first kind of idea was to launch a Kickstarter. And this was really to do two things. One, give us money for our first production run. And two, make sure other people wanted this as a snack since it's not really on the market. We raised $10,000 through Kickstarter. That really funded our first production run. And then really from there, it was kind of like R&D of trying to figure out how to make these bite-sized waffle cones. And we quickly realized why nobody's ever done it is because it's impossible to make a waffle cone this small. You know, when you talk about these big confectionery ovens, it's like, it's impossible. And so we had to figure out kind of ways to go around that. And it took us probably months. I mean, I think it was six, seven months to figure out how to do these at kind of a mass scale. At one point we had, you know, 40 plus employees making these things by hand. And we eventually got to the point to where, you know, it's just not scalable to get to where we want to be. And so we developed, you know, internal production processes that have really increased our production and now, you know, now fast forward here to 2021, here at the end, we've grown 100% year over year. I mean, now we're just really kind of expanding the retail side of things while we've been D2C really for, I guess, two years now. We launched an Amazon, I think, four months ago, and we're just starting to kind of get into doors, probably about 400 doors at the time of this recording. And mm. by 2022, we hope to be in 15 to 20,000. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. So- 
it's cool to hear that like there was a, a serious R&D component to this product. And it makes sense. Like it does feel like something that would be be hard to make. Like, did you hit it out of the park on the first run? I know it was hard to make it, but like from a flavor perspective? Yeah. I mean, from day one, it was like we sent the product to customers and really like we sat there for like two weeks, you know, just shipping it, waiting for people to get the product. And we're like, oh gosh, like what if people don't like the idea? Like, do we bust? Like whatever. And like the feedback that came in, you know, we sent surveys and get feedback and stuff like that right away. And like, it was like five out of five out of the park kind of feedback to where we're like, okay, we got something going here. Let's keep going. So it was really positive feedback from day one. And uh, we launched with milk chocolate through Kickstarter and really ran with that for two years. And then here this year, we launched two other products or two other flavors, I should say. Amazing. Amazing. And what were the other flavors? I saw vanilla, right? But it was dark chocolate back in March, and then that officially became a flavor in July. And then we launched white chocolate or white chocolate okay. in October, and then we brought it back for this month. And we already sold through that one pretty quick to where it'll be back in stock hopefully here in January. Amazing, amazing. What was like two product launches this year? Like, was that super intense for the team? Yeah. So really, for us, it creates a whole bunch of production kind of overlays because you got to change the chocolate and all that stuff and so it, it creates a bunch of different kind of verticals to kind of launch it and so for us we kind of drop it in a series of almost like we're last crop right they do a weekly drop of their cookies we almost did kind of a model like that where you know hey we've got x amount of bags available for 48 hours order before they're sold out kind of thing you know, we'd get thousands of orders for the drop. And then we wait kind of like a four week period to send out surveys, shipping, get their feedback. And then we'd make any tweaks to the recipe that would really kind of improve us. So we got a really good product, not only for our D2C side of things, but we could take that to retail and say, hey, you know, we sold X amount online. We've got all this feedback. We've perfected the formula. Like, here we go into retail. So it was kind of a six step process to kind of doing a drop and bringing that into retail side of things for us. Amazing. So we grabbed a whole bunch of like, I don't know, marketing tactics or campaigns that we saw you and your team run this year that looked amazing. So I wanted to talk through some of those. And actually the first one that comes to mind is I was scrolling mindlessly on Instagram one night and saw, I follow fuck Jerry Yep. and saw them post about money bites. Do you remember that? Yep, for sure. That was back in July. And oh man, it was a crazy 72 hours when that happened. So was that like a intentional campaign or that just happened naturally? Kind of. It was a little bit of both. So we raised some money back in March and actually fucked Jerry and their whole media team. So they also owned What Do You Mean? The board game. And so we, they kind of came into our round as investors and also advisors for us for, you know, content marketing and such. So it was kind of a play where we said, hey, let's schedule a post, see what happens. Because it's a really kind of organic play for their audience. And if you were to tell me a year ago, like the meme culture was really good for our brand, I thought you were crazy. And then like our social team, Jessica and Emma, they posted a meme on our page and like the engagement's like 5X, like every single time. And so we're like, okay, let's try it on a meme page. We brought in Fuck Jerry. They posted it. And I think within 15 minutes, it had like 100,000 likes. And I think now it's, I think today, it's still their best performing post that they've ever done. And, wow. you know, don't quote me on that one, but it's definitely <laughs> up there. But we saw over 100,000 visitors within a 48-hour window. We had over 15,000 orders push in. And for <laughs> us, like at that time, number one, we didn't have enough inventory for that kind of level. Right. You know, our site was, you know, we're on Shopify. So like we didn't have site issues, thank God. 
but we had consistently two to 3000 visitors for a solid 24 hours to where it was just constant orders. Our support tickets went up. I mean, it was just crazy, really 72 hours there. That's so fun. I'm sure you were getting a ton of texts from friends oh, too. Man. Like, oh my God. Emails. I mean, my, I was literally driving home. We were back home with family for the weekend or whatever it was. And uh, I was on the way home. I was driving. My phone starts blowing up and I'm driving and my wife's sitting next to me. I was like, we got to switch seats. Something just happened. So <laughs> literally pulled out That's my computer great. on the road and uh, was able to help with any tickets and stuff like that on the road. So it was crazy. That's one of those good times of switching seats as opposed to like <laughs> the right. bad times where something's going wrong. <laughs> I know sure. that very well. That's great. Awesome. So, all right, that was a fun one. But one of the other things that we've noticed is that you guys have a killer email game. And I think like there's some very simple things that brands sometimes overlook that that we notice that you're doing well. And one of those is the purchase follow-up. And so Lauren on my team, who actually produces this podcast, she's amazing. She's a huge Muddy Bites fan. And she has clearly made multiple orders. And she's told me, and I've actually got the email in front of me, that on her second order you guys are actually calling that out and know specifically this is her second order. So you're saying, welcome back and thanks again. And it's a totally plain text email from you, the founder. It literally looks like you just typed it up that day, you know, thanking her. And and you do ask for a review, but like it's totally organic and natural. And so like that's something that really stood out to her. I'm curious, like, is it you writing the emails Obviously, that's an automated email, but like... Yeah. So we actually have never had an agency work with our emails. I've learned a lot about email marketing, just strictly through like G2C Twitter. Shout out to like Jacob Sappington with Homestead now. But like I've learned a lot through just, you know, D2C organic Twitter. And so I've got Sarah on my team that helps me with a lot of our email copy and kind of, you know, learning Clavio and all that stuff. And so... We have really built all these stuff from the ground up. We've learned, you know, we've obviously sent like full image templated emails and also text-based emails. And the text-based always does better. So we're like, let's tie this into our post-purchase, especially like the first email that they get. So it looks super organic coming from a founder. And we do that on our first, second, and I want to say third. I think we're split testing the third between a template and a text-based to see which one does better. But we do on each one that's like, and obviously within, you know, Clavio, you can um, filter it, or I should say, split it based on how many orders they do. So like, it's your second order, we're gonna say, hey, thanks for your second order. If it's your third order, it's like, wow, you came back a third time, you must really love us. And that's where we kind of plug in our subscription. So like, we can filter it on that stuff. But you know, on these emails, we see 70% open rate, just because it's super organic looking, and wow. it works really, really well. And, and the biggest thing is like, we're not asking for a sale just because they literally just bought. Yeah, we're trying to create kind of that customer, you know, experience to really say like, wow, like their team's reaching out, like, it's a fun experience for them. Yeah, yeah. it feels special hearing from the, the founder, it, it almost feels like even as your company and the brand Muddy Brights has grown significantly, it almost feels like you are just buying right. from from the founder, yeah. which is awesome. Nice. So the other thing that we saw that was fun was Buddy the Bite. So I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Tell us about it for people that haven't seen that. Yeah. What it is and what the goal was. So we rebranded our brand back in July. If you go on your Instagram at Muddy Bites and scroll all the way down, you'll find kind of our old branding. It's kind of this, I call it kind of like a crappy yellow and brown. It just, it was hard for us to kind of expand the brand. And so we rebranded 
And with the rebrand, we introduced kind of a character of the brand, and his name is Buddy the Bite. It's literally a waffle cone with legs and arms and a, a little smile to it. So it's kind of this cute little guy. And uh, we got connected with Tyler from Send a Friend, who they sell these plush oh, yeah. toys for you know gifting. And so we're like, hey, like he's kind of exploring a different avenue of his business for like close sell for brands. We're like, you know what? Can we do a Buddy the Bite plush toy? And our kind of idea behind it was for one, you know, kind of like a fun on brand play for us. It's not a normal cone product. It's something a little bit different and kind of the merch side of things. So let's just try it. And number two is to help us kind of increase our AOV a little bit. And, you know, if you get 10 bags of Muddy Bites, oh, you can get Buddy the Bite for 15 bucks, add it in the cart, see what happens. And so we ran that through Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And so what we learned is it does increase AOV, but we don't see in like first time purchasers just because they don't know who Buddy the Bite is so much. Right. And so we're working it into like our two plus purchases flows to where, you know, they know about the brand. We're introducing Buddy through some emails, like some emails that says like, hey, from Buddy the Bite, fun kind of on place, stuff like that. So it's kind of just a fun little plush toy that we introduced just to see how it would do. I love it. It's... um. You know, there's such a big trend this year on like rolling out merch. Yeah. And I think like it's just a great way to capture repeats that really feel that connection, like you were saying to the brand. So that's awesome to hear that it's actually been been successful for you guys. Plus, at some point, like, you know, it could be something you offer up or you know, to super VIPs like free gift with with next purchase sort of thing too. Exactly. That kind of ties into like 2022. We're going to do some testing that like if you spend like 75 bucks, get a free buddy to buy, you know, some stuff like that, just to kind of see if we can get the AOV up there a little bit more and kind of play with those stuff. And, you know, buddy to buy makes a great thing for like Instagram giveaways and such like that. So it's really kind of a fun little play for us. That's awesome. And I saw, uh, we were talking about this before. I saw you recently adopted Attentive for SMS. Love to hear that. Obviously, we're part of the Attentive family, but would love to just get a sense of SMS. It sounds like you guys are well-versed in email. I assume SMS is still relatively new for the brand. Like, What made you think about SMS as a channel, and when did you actually launch I want to say we started SMS probably year, year and a half ago or so, somewhere in there. And for us, it was like SMS was just kind of getting popular for like brands and and such to use. And so we're like, okay, let's ride this train early. Because prior to that, it was chatbots with Facebook. And so we wanted to get on kind of the train early with SMS. And you know, we quickly realized that the open rates are better, the CTRs are better, conversions are better, all you know, everything across the board is better. But obviously, like we're getting closer to people's inboxes, you know, it's literally a text. And so for us, we didn't want to spam it to where they're getting two to three texts a week from us. It was just, it kind of came off as like a spammy straight sales all the time. And when we only have two to three products, it's like, we can't drill it in your face to go buy XYZ all the time. Right. We've really got to be conscious on how much we're, you know, we're emailing, how much we're SMS. We only have a couple products. And so for us, SMS is kind of like a conversational channel. You know, on Fridays, for example, sometimes we'll send out a text saying, hey, it's Buddy the Bite, like have a great weekend, be safe out there. And, uh, you know, happy holidays, just like a fun text where we're not asking for a sale. We just want to kind of use it as like a fun announcement, community driven channel. So that way when we're ready for the sale, we can ask for it and we have a lot better conversion rates. Nice. And so... Sounds like, you know, engagement on that channel has been really solid for you. Like, is it the same people that are working on SMS that are also working on email? Yep, exactly. So email and SMS on our brand right now is just between me and Sarah. 
So like we have really good kind of brand voice across the board between both channels. So it really kind of flows nice versus having agencies run it to where, you know, there might be some miscommunication here and there. So it works really nice when we do it all in house. That's awesome. Good. And I, and the last thing we saw was that you launched an ambassador program, right? Yeah. Yeah. We did that. I want to say a couple months ago. Yeah. So fill me in there. Cause I actually haven't connected with founders that have done this. Is this just like a, almost like an affiliate type program? Kind of. So this kind of goes back to like the fuck Jerry and what do you mean board game kind of team. So they have a big ambassador program. I think they've got 500 plus ambassadors. And so like, we're kind of modeling what they've been doing a little bit. And essentially what we're doing is, you know, it's not paid. We run some campaigns where stuff can be paid, but it's like, you know, it's usually kind of these micro influencers that have maybe five, 10, maybe 30,000 followers to where they're not charging, you know, hundred bucks, 500 bucks for a post. Just like they're just kind of getting started as an influencer, so to say. Mm. And so what we do is we send them free product. you know, for us to send free product, it's not a big deal. And all they do is they post on their channels in a super organic way to where it doesn't look like it's a paid post and it's just kind of an organic play. And it works really well. And then like during holidays and stuff, we'll do like like a Christmas type campaign to where if your video gets, you know, a hundred thousand views, we'll pay you some money. Or if it gets five hundred, we'll pay you more money, like so on and so forth. So it kind of urges them to like make a better video and help it go viral because they're gonna get paid on a certain amount over views. You know, we launched a couple months ago. I think we've got 50 plus ambassadors now. And so it's really starting to kind of get full gear to where we can do a lot better or more campaigns, I should say. And uh, our social team between Emma and Jessica run that. And they do a fantastic job at just communicating with ambassadors. We do it through email. It's just, it's really kind of a nice, almost like a new channel for us versus just like Facebook ads all the time. And so it works pretty well. And are these people that like you're proactively recruiting you and the team, the social team, or there you just have like a form that people can apply to? It's a little bit of both. So, you know, if our social team's scrolling through Instagram, or whatever, and they see an influencer that might be a good fit, we send them a cold message like, hey, we've got this program. Nice. Click here, apply, like check it out if you want. We'll send you more information. And then the other route is on our Instagram and TikTok, we have almost like a link tree, but we built it on a web flow just so we kind of owned it. We kind of customized it a little bit further. And uh, our link tree, we have a thing in there for brand ambassadors. So we can kind of get organic people come to us too. And then on our website, we've got a link, I think on our footer as well. So there's a couple different avenues to kind of find it. Wow. Awesome. Well, Jared, I mean, it sounds like it's just been a monster year for you. You've done the ambassador <laughs> program. You've done micro influencers. You, you were featured on Fuck Jerry. Like you entered retail now, email, SMS, like is there a specific campaign that stands out as the best campaign of 2021 for you? It does. You know, obviously Black Friday and Cyber Monday weekend, everybody's blasting emails and, you know, people's inboxes get super crowded. So like, we're trying to think of ways that we can kind of stand out. And for us, our best one of the year, to be honest, was a small business Saturday email. Oh, wow. um, you know, we're still a small business. And so we kind of I don't want to say took advantage, but like we utilized that on our subject lines and we almost sent like a text-based email, but we inserted an image from our team when we met up in Chicago probably a month ago now. And we just said, Hey, like it's small business Saturday. And, you know, if you buy from us, great. And if you don't just go out and support a local business. And it kind of came off as like a super organic 
kind of friendly approach. And so it really kind of had really great open rates, had a really good conversion rate. And so that was, I would say, probably our best email of the year. I love that. That's such a like amazing reminder that people like to buy from people. Yeah. And showcasing that at a time of year where, you know, people are thinking about and trying to support small business, I think is really smart. So was that actually bigger than Black Friday for you? I would say it's about, you know, obviously Black Friday, we started our 20% off sale. So that email did good on its own, just based on conversion rate. Yeah. Or excuse me, the sales on there, but like the open rate and click through rate on that small business Saturday was like 10x of what the other one was. So I would say that was probably our best email. And I think, like you said, it just goes back to just letting people know that they're buying from people and not this big corporation, like, you know, like a Best Buy or Walmart or whatever. And I think if brands could kind of do more text-based emails and have it like come from the founder or like your retention manager or whoever it is, it just comes off as more of an organic play, which helps you just have an organic kind of approach to the messaging that doesn't seem like it's straight salesy all the time. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think from my observations and watching a lot of your moves, it feels like that's a big part of who you are and, you know, not surprisingly a big part of the success that Money Bites is seeing. So that's awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. Cool. So uh, let's wrap up just with like a, a little commentary on 2022. It's, it's almost Christmas time. Hopefully your team gets a little bit of vacay, but I know for mm-hmm. founders, it's a good time to, to think ahead. Like, you know, how are you prepping for next year and any big goals or bets that you're making? Yeah. So, you know, next year is really kind of our bigger focus is on the retail side of things. You know, we're in probably 500-ish doors here at the time of the recording. And um, then by next year, we've got some really big contracts that I wish I could say, but I can't. But we should be in about 15 to 20,000 doors by this time next year. So like it's a huge ramp up period just in the retail side of things. And with that, you know, we don't want to leave D2C behind or Amazon behind. And we really learned that like Amazon's a huge player for us just because, I mean, it's hard to beat Amazon Prime. You know, you get it two days regardless and it's free. So we've learned that that's a huge channel for us growing, especially with D2C, just D2C privacy changes between like Facebook and Instagram, but it's just only getting harder and harder. And so we've got to figure out different creative ways. And that's where like the ambassador program came in. We've got a small Facebook community of like 500 people. We want to grow that to 5,000. And again, that's just, it's not really an own channel, but it's kind of like an organic channel for us. And so we're going to kind of build that up. And along with that, we're going to work on some e-tailers between like walmart.com, target.com, because if we can sell good on those channels, we can get through those doors a lot easier to help us expand beyond you know 2022. So really wow. for us, it's a few levers that all kind of tie into kind of the retail side of things because you know that's our end game is to be everywhere. Yeah, I love it. So it sounds like big focus on ramping up production to support oh, yeah. retail expansion and what I would call just channel diversification. So Yeah, we're going to ramp up our production facilities a lot here, and uh, we're going to introduce five new flavors next year, and even some holiday fun ones. So it's going to be pretty fun to kind of do some special one-time holiday stuff. And yeah, it's going to be really crazy 2022, but our team's ready and we're excited. Amazing. Well, get some rest over the holidays. This is great to hear about the year and... Uh, We're super excited to watch all your moves in, in 2022. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Ben. 